CrossFit 485 presents the Community in the Fort podcast. I'm your host. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. CrossFit 418. CrossFit 4185 presents the feud. CrossFit 4185 presents the Community in the Fort podcast. I'm your host, Coach Mallory, and in this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into our community to highlight our members, coaches, hear about their stories, and learn from each other along the way. In this episode, I sat down with one of our coaches, Jessie Milhouse. We talk about how she found CrossFit, her journey with fitness and nutrition, and how her new nutrition program at CrossFit 4185 is making big waves. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy. Okay, welcome everybody back to the show. I'm here on episode three with our coach, Jesse Milhouse. Super excited to talk about nutrition and everything that Jesse has going on right now. So let's go ahead, Jesse. Let's talk a little bit about who you are, where you're from. Give us a little background. Hey guys, I'm Jesse Milhouse, Coach Milhouse. Um, I will be 39 this year on Christmas. Um, I'm from Fort Wayne, born and raised. I have an older brother and a younger sister. I am married to Matt Milhouse. We are high school sweethearts. We've been married for over 10 years. He used to take me to school, and we were late every day in high school. <laughs> um, let's see. I played softball all through probably when I started at, like, six um, through my freshman year of college. Um, sorry, Molly said um a lot. Let's see. It's really I, okay. This is a conversation. One, one cool fact that I was going to put on my little coach's bio is I was in the on the first girls fast pitch World Series team, all star team in Fort Wayne ever. What I didn't know that. Yeah. When was that? As I was a freshman in high school. It was the first fast pitch program of Fort Wayne ever. Um, so wow, our all star cool. team played. Usually it's in Florida. It was in Michigan, of course, this year. And we lost to the Philippines. They're really fast. <laughs> so they, that's crazy. Did you have anyone on that team that like went on to play anywhere big? They just most of them went and played college, like Manchester, okay, like that. Okay, so it was um, mostly local local girls. Yes, it was. Yeah, oh, okay. so it was the first local Fort Wayne team. What? So everything was like slow pitch, or you played yeah. wildcat or baseball, and yeah. this was the first fast pitch team. I was the shortstop. I was the smallest player on the team. But I feel like that's probably a common theme for you. Yes, <laughs> I, was player on the team. I was. And these, these women were they were very strong. That's crazy. Very it was fun. Um, so I played basketball in high school. wasn't the greatest at that. I did okay. Um, my husband played football in high school, and now he's football coach at St. Francis. So I coached some of my daughter. I have a daughter who will be nineteen. And I coached her softball teams. She wasn't very good either, but our teams are really good. And I was a really good <laughs> third baseman coach. <laughs> well, I would call that. It was fine. It was fine. She, she could have been good. She's not very aggressive, whereas her father and myself are super competitive. So, um, But she did get Sorry most improved listening. player. 
Hey, that's a win. That's a really good one. That's always good. Yeah. I always like the most improved player. And for our, we won the championship. This is slow pitch. She's not a fast, fast pitcher. Um, and I sent her really close play going home, and I was like, oh, my gosh, please, please. And she scored and we ended up winning. Oh, that's <laughs> great. Highlight of the year. Yeah, she would have probably hated me forever. Well, uh, that's okay. <laughs> I know when my mom coached me, like, we definitely had some, like, head-to-head battles. So, yeah. I think after probably maybe her, like, second year coaching one of my teams, she was like, yeah, I can't I can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I only did it for two years as well. So, I yeah. can see where Tina was probably coming from. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, was, it was more fun coaching her friends than her because, you know. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to your mom and yeah, all of that. But I was the only female coach and they needed a girl. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I had most of my softball coaches were um were women. Usually there would be like the you know, like the head coach might have been a guy. But I had I was thankful I had quite a bit of women coaches. It was nice. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit. I guess I don't really know like how you even started CrossFit. Let's talk. So my freshman year at college, I went to the University of Dayton in Ohio, and a gal that lived across the street, or street, across the hall from me in the dorms was from Cleveland, Ohio, and when we both finished school, she moved back home, I moved back home, and she got in, she had put on a lot of weight in college, and as we all do, but she had put on an extensive amount, and she ended up having a daughter as well, and couldn't lose her pregnancy weight, and so she started CrossFit. Um, and she was my maid of honor in my wedding, and so, I don't, let's see, I went and visited her, and I went to her gym, and, Because she owns a gym now, right? Yeah, so she owns, her and her her ex-husband, they owned a gym together, and now she owns it herself, a CrossFit gym, Burning River CrossFit in Cleveland, probably for, like, nine years, seven, eight, nine years now, um, and she's kind of yo-yos, too. She does a lot of coaching, but doesn't necessarily do the workout, so her weight fluctuates a lot. But when mm-hmm. she's very focused on working out and doing her macro counting, I mean, she can whip it into shape really quickly. That's awesome. So that was cool because, you know, you stop playing sports mm-hmm. after college, and then you're like, now what do I do? Right. Um, so I went to, when I came home, after I visited them, I went to CrossFit Fort Wayne, checked out a few little other CrossFit gyms. So what year would that have been, like 2011, 12? Um, I've only really been doing CrossFit, so like since we opened here, so what's that, two years? Mm -hmm. And then I had taken a year and a half off to two years before that, and only two years before, probably a little over four years I've only been doing it. Right, but like you probably, when did you go visit her? Was that like 2011, 2012? Yeah, probably something around Okay, so you've been, I mean, you've been around the game for a while. Been around it, but not... Not really. And I remember my first CrossFit workout at CrossFit Fort Wayne. It was 95 degrees out. I was the only person there. It was with two coaches, and we had to do heavy sled pushes and farmer's carry. And I, like, (laughs) hadn't worked out in, like, four years. Oh, my God. And I literally almost started crying. I sat down on the bench afterwards, which, if you guys know me, I don't really sit a whole lot while I'm here. And I was, like. Or cry. Or cry. I literally (laughs) almost started crying. And I was, like, I'm never doing this again, yeah. And then I realized they weren't all like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a bad way to start. I think most people's like first experience is either like Murph sometimes or like a crazy Saturday workout. And then you come to realize like those aren't like always the yeah. case. So you got thrown in. Like I feel like they should have like, was, eased you into things a little bit. coaches were really young. They were okay. like, so I was probably what, 30, 
four or five, something like that. And they were like 23. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening? Yeah. And they were like, oh, come on, you can go have it. my first workout in 10 years. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, about? you don't even know me. Yeah. Well, let's have a conversation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, I've, um, I'm a hairstylist. I've been doing hair for over 15 years. And I took, this is really how I started coming back to doing CrossFit. I took about a year and a half off and switched careers for a while. Um, and worked full time, which I would not recommend to anyone. <laughs> and they said, right. "What? You don't want to do a regular eight to five? No, it was horrible. And I, I sat behind a desk and did a lot of paperwork, and it was awful. Um, but I was going to the Y religiously, doing spin class, uh, group fitness, and so I took a little hiatus off of CrossFit because I couldn't make it to in the Y's closer to my house." And I mean, I would burn on my little Apple Watch, you know, 400 calories, 500 calories, whatever. Um, and kind of paid attention to what I ate, but not, I wasn't macro counting or weighing stuff out. And I probably put on like 15 pounds within a year and a half. Wow. And not, a, some of it was muscle, but not very much. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't like I was, wasn't doing anything. Yeah. So then I, when Mal started, Crossing 4185 with Lindsay. I was like, oh, help me. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's crazy because I don't remember, like, I don't look at you as, like, looking like you're coming in, like, super out of shape or anything like that. Yeah, but, well, like I said, I was still active, but it was just, oh, man, my stomach, I could, it was just, it was, like, it was awful. And just the sitting, and then we, um, the gentleman I worked for ordered in a lot, and so mm -hmm. when you sit and you're, I don't want to say you're bored, but you're just mindlessly snacking and, mm -hmm. or if you're ordering Thai food or Mexican, you're like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And someone else is paying for it. You're going to eat as much as you can. Right. Right. And then you're tired after work and then you go work out and it's just, it was awful. So, well, I think it's also something you said, like, if you're not really enjoying your job, like yeah. it almost makes it worse. I remember mm -hmm. filling up mugs of pretzel nuggets and just sitting at the desk <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh, they're none dead. Right, none right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think that probably – well, hey, maybe it makes you a better nutrition coach now because you can relate to the people who yeah. do work like 8 to 5 and they have to sit all day and, right. you know, like – Exactly. It was a learning experience. You needed to have it. Yes. Right? <laughs> and which brings me to my next point is um, last week I had someone ask me, did I think CrossFit worked? And so, of course, for me, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course it did. La, la, la. Here's my story. Blah, blah. And I, I said to this particular person, I said, yes, it does work, but it's just one piece of the puzzle. You have to do it all. You have to, yes, it is scientifically proven to work. They, they do a lot of research into the um, programming and all the extra things, especially we do at our gym, a ton of work. And, and it works, but you have to do it all. You can't come to the gym three days a week and sit on your booty and the rest of the time and drink Dr. Pepper. Right. And it right. work. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Or sleep two hours a night. So I told this person, I said, yeah, it works if you come to the gym, you know, technically what, what's CrossFit designed for three days on one day off, something mm -hmm, similar mm -hmm, to that. Mm -hmm. Um, but you need to have your rest and recovery. You need to do stretching mobility, which I think we're getting better at here and your nutrition, which is, I hate to say guys, but it's like 70 to 80% of what it is. Mm-hmm. Tough love from Coach Jesse here, guys. Yeah. Um, no, I 100 percent agree. And I think and I think that really is one of those things that separates CrossFit from a lot of other just like, you know, boot camp programs or classes, is that it's meant to be 
all encompassing, right? When we talk about the, the hierarchy development of an athlete, that first kind of foundation is a nutrition. And then it's your strength conditioning program. And then it's your gymnastics. Then it's your, you know, and your weightlifting and then it's sport, right? Yeah. So the, if it's not, if we aren't taking a look at all those things, and I think even when you look into nutrition, you could probably fold in there like mindset, the recovery, sure. the you know, those things kind of full, yeah. like, like nutrition. I, I look at that as more of like, that's just kind of an umbrella term for like all of these other terms that are kind of fall below it. Um, and it's just like anything else, you know, we're so driven by things that are, you know, instantaneous and something that I want to get done right now. Um, but in reality, that just doesn't happen. Even for us people who have been in it for a long time, yeah. you know, I'm, you know, you're going on like four years, maybe closer to five now. Yeah. Um, I just had my 10 year anniversary. Like there's still, it's not like it's this, you reach this point and then it's like smooth sailing right. and it's so easy and everything. Like you still have to continuously work at it. And as we get older, it just gets harder and harder sure. sometimes. So having something like CrossFit where you can have this blend of people talking about those things and also have that supportive community and, you know, have additional programs on top of it. Like that's really what CrossFit is. It's meant to be a lifestyle, not just something that I checked it off the box. I came to class today. Right. Um, and we really do. We want it to be the best out of your day. Like if it's not something that's inspiring you and, you know, hopefully encouraging you to do better, like what's the point? Right. You know? So that's a good, that's a good point. I think um, nutrition is just one of those things that people have a hard time talking about, right? It's like talking to people about religion. Like yeah. we're so stuck in our ways sometimes when it comes to nutrition that if we hear a different perspective that wasn't from like a magazine that we read 12 years ago, it's like, Oh my gosh, how can we possibly talk about this? And I think it's something that's constantly evolving. You can look at that even in, in CrossFit and whether it be our workouts or the way things are programmed, like, you know, it used to be everything was like super fast and heavy. And now it's like, okay, we can, we can get away. Just like the beauty of the gym, right? Like it, when I first started CrossFit, the gym was like dark and dingy and, you know, you never wiped anything down. Everything was yeah. gross and dirty. And if you tore your hands, it was like this badge of honor. And now we've kind of evolved to like, okay, let's, let's make this somewhat comfortable. We don't have to constantly be uncomfortable all the time. Um, so let's talk, I guess, what are some things that kind of drove you to want to do nutrition in the first place? Was it the kind of being in your sedentary job and then kind of gaining that weight? Or have you always enjoyed learning about nutrition? Well, the same as for a lot of people when, you know, in high school, I could, I remember Matt and I would stop at the gas station and I'd get a Mountain Dew and some, he'd get some hot tamales or whatever, fire Cheetos. And, you know, I'd come to school, I had cooking class freshman year. We'd make chicken and biscuits and I didn't gain a pound. Yeah. And so just changing my job and not being on my feet all day and just kind of the different stress level of that and putting on the weight and not really focusing on moving as much and then putting on the weight. And then when we did that spring nutrition challenge, it's kind of when it started like, okay, like I need to get back to yeah. honestly guys weighing and measuring and taking the time to meal prep and blah, blah, blah. Um, and back to what she was saying before the precision nutrition course focuses a lot on the deep health. So yeah, like she said, nutrition is the foundation of that pyramid, but it is more of the whole deep health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, so then I was like, okay, after spring nutrition, it was, I like data. I like notebooks. Um, I like writing things down. I like kind of challenges. So that's for mm -hmm. me, that's kind of part of it too. Yeah. Like, hmm, let me think, can I hit my macros? Right. Today? Um, so then I took the 
after the spring challenge, it kind of whipped me into shape a little bit. I didn't see a ton of results. Um, so then I started looking into the Precision Nutrition, which is a CrossFit preferred program. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and whipped that out really quickly. Um, it was super interesting. Um, but they really focus on the whole foods aspect of it mm-hmm. and the rest and the recovery and the way you handle stress. I mean, the whole deep health thing. Um, for me, what changed the most, uh, it's called Bernardi's Law, is if you have it, you're going to eat it. That's not really verbatim what the law is, but if you have a bag of M&Ms in your pantry, sooner or later you're going to eat that. Right. Um, but if you don't, and all you have is cucumbers cut up, you're going to eat cucumbers because you're going to have no other choice. Um, so I used to snack on pretzels and lots of, apparently I really like pretzels. Pretzels. <laughs> is a common theme here? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> or like, um, oh, here's a good example. People love the almond butter. Mm. Even the no sugar, no salt added. Have you ever looked at the nutrition label of almond butter? Mm-hmm. I mean, holy from in Italy, you're going to go over your fat grams in one tablespoon. Yeah. Um, and one tablespoon is not very much. No, no. So let's say you're putting that on your pretzels. Oh, my God, like, you better just forget it. <laughs> right, right, right. So, um, so for me, not snacking on those things is what has changed my body the most. Um, I've upped my protein. Um, I have, for our nutrition clients, I have changed the percentages of macros. Uh, to cater more to CrossFit athletes. Mm-hmm. It is a little different than your normal sure. person. And that's most of our, our obviously, our clientele. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it is high protein, a little higher carb, and less fat starting out. Um, but every number can be adjusted. And like I said, I love the data, so we can adjust from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so now what do I snack on? Carrots. I love <laughs> sweet peppers. Um so vegetables, I eat collard greens, like weird stuff, mushrooms that you, that's what I want. Like yeah. I don't even want, I couldn't tell you last time I had a French fry. Wow. Or I used to drink a ton of Diet Coke mm-hmm. just because I like the way it tasted. Yeah. I don't drink any of that anymore. Yeah. And I don't even want to. Yeah. It's funny how your brain, like, yeah. you don't crave those things anymore, yeah. you know? So, and now when you have pop, it's like, holy cow, it's yeah. like a shock to the system. And honestly, where I'm at now, so after doing this for a few months, um, I can buy those snacks and I don't like my husband will eat them or my daughter and I don't even, it doesn't even phase me. Yeah. I guess that's the other question is like, how do you, how, like, in, especially in like the beginning when you're starting to make these changes, how difficult was it when you have a partner who might not necessarily do the same things that you're doing to like resist? Cause I'm sure you still had to buy those things and, but you had to resist yeah. not eating them. Right. Cause Matt still wanted them. Yeah. Right. You right, know? right. Um, so what were some like strategies and stuff that you did? So they talked a lot about in this course, you know, being around people with the same mindset and that are supportive. Uh, I will tell you, Matt would make, Matt does tease me. Um, and people at my salon tease me. Matt teases me a lot when he sees me using my scale, um, Mm -hmm. at home and and you just have to kind of get a little chip on your shoulder and say, you know, you don't care. Like, make fun. You know, I'm yeah. dish right back to him. I said, right. at least my clothes fit or whatever. Like, right, right, know? right. Um, and so for me, physically feeling better, um, which then made me mentally feel better, uh, helped me not dive into bags of chips and that kind of thing. Um, and 
I don't know. I just one two for me was just the challenge of it. I like a good challenge, and I don't like to lose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well, it's almost like every day when you're whatever fitness app you're using, if you're my fitness pal yeah. or whatever, you can directly see like how close you are to those numbers. Yeah, and like for you to hit a day where you're like, I hit them all perfectly. Now those days are few and far between, yeah. as we know. Right. But like those are big days. You're like, heck yeah, yeah. I did it. You know. Um. What are I was gonna go back to the. The whole mat thing. Excuse Hank here. He's underneath us. Um, when you, okay, so when you first started, the, let's say that like you started this in like the summer, would you say? Like when you yeah. really started diving yeah. in and getting yes. deep in the summer. Okay. So just to be realistic for everybody, how long did it take you before you started to see real change? So what is it? It's, a, it's November. Um, I probably started, we'll see, when we did our spring new challenge, nutrition challenge in March. Right? Mm-hmm. March, yeah, it was like March through spring break. And, and after that, I kind of kept an idea of my macros or the balance of proteins, carbs, and fats, where I should be approximately mm-hmm. by the numbers you gave me. It wasn't necessarily weighing and measuring precisely. Yeah. But at least had an idea. Right. Um, another thing that really, really is important and that helped me through this is knowing the balance of each macro like you can't just eat all carbs and no fat I mean, right. it doesn't work the right. balance is what works right trust me 100 percent. you have to have some of each so these yo-yo diets keto blah 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 it doesn't work yeah or at least it's not sustainable no right, right. yeah um so okay so then i probably started that class in um, I would say at least 10 weeks um, of being pretty, pretty consistent. Um, now I'm to the point where I do wait. Like 10 weeks and you started seeing some pounds come off? Or that was more of like you started seeing bo- real body? Real pounds. body recomposition. Yeah. Because for me, I wanted to build muscle mass too. But like now I have a little four pack, almost a six pack. Like yeah. My arms are more toned. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed at work people were saying, wow, like your arms look great or yeah. whatever. And, and it, you know, so eight weeks to 10 weeks, I mean, it's not going to happen overnight. Right. That's just an extensive period of time. Yeah. Um, I think that that's one of the things, the biggest mis- misconceptions that people have is that it's going to be instantaneous and it's going to be something that you're going to see these, you know, overwhelming changes within, you know, two, maybe three, four weeks. Yeah. And it's just, it's just not going to get there. Yeah. You know? Now, did I physically feel better before that? Absolutely. Oh, sure. sure. Did I perform better in the gym? 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, 15 pounds ago, I'm, no offense, but there's no way I was getting a muscle up. Right, right. Well, you just think about it. You just pick up one of those med balls, and that's the extra weight that you're getting yeah. all the time. And I'm five foot one, so yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. Um. So that was, yeah, before the t- eight to ten weeks. But, like, really, like, my clothes fitting differently and the inches – I mean, another thing is I do not step on a scale mm-hmm. ever, um, but my clothes fit differently yeah. or don't fit at all. Yeah. Um, so, so I know. Um, so yeah, you can just tell. And I think it's one of those things where there it's, we want it to be this like linear, you know, straight path upwards when a lot of times it's kind of like 
we're going to dip down. We're going to go up. We're going to dip yeah. down. We're going to go up. You know, you're going to have two weeks where things feel great. And then you're going to have a week where things suck. And you're like, I don't feel like I'm making any progress. And then you're going to feel better. And then, you know, it's just like, right. that's the way of it. But it, hopefully we're at least making some kind of steady progression in the right direction. Right. And um, kind of touching on, you know, one of those things that you mentioned that we kind of talked about um, last week with Lauren is like just focusing on those things that you're doing and focusing on those things that are making you feel better. Right. Like, I'm choosing to eat better because then I'm going to sleep better and I'm going to sleep better. So I'm going to have a better day and I'm going to have a better day because then I'm going to work out. And then it's just going to be this like ever moving cycle, yeah. right? Where I don't just need to focus just on eating well. If I eat well, I'm going to feel better. If I feel better, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to perform better. If I right. perform better, my confidence is going to go. So it's just this long kind of, kind of like circle of things um, that will hopefully help to keep you motivated, right? You can't just focus on one, one piece of it. Right. And know? another thing people... I mean, I'm just as guilty as you try to overcomplicate things. And so uh, Precision Nutrition really, really focuses on doing a little better. Not every time, just make a little bit better of a choice, not perfection. Um, and to keep it simple. So, you know, if you want to do nutrition counseling and we start this whole program, you know, and I have one task for you to do for two weeks and you may think that is just so beneath you. But you'd be surprised how hard it is just to do the one task. And we're not moving forward till we do right. the one task. Right. Um, so it is a progression. And I think we tend to overcomplicate things because we think then we will see results sooner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily the case. Well, then we get into the all or nothing mindset, right? Where I like, oh, you know what? I messed up today. So my whole week is ruined. So yeah. I might as well just start over on Monday. Yeah. And, and then you're back yeah. to square one yeah. or worse. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... Um, oftentimes those little changes are those deep rooted habit changes that are really, really hard to break. You know, just asking someone to just eat breakfast when they've never eaten breakfast before. Like yeah. that's a huge thing. Like or, they might be little. Here's but... a good one. Your uh, one thing they talked about is eating mindfully a lot. They talked about it a lot. And so to set your utensil down between every bite or do not eat in front of the TV or your phone. Put all your electronics away because you just sit there and mindlessly just keep eating. You don't realize you're eighty percent right. full. Right, right. You just... The uh, the eating and distracted. Yeah. Um, I think that's uh, that's a huge thing for people because who sits at the dinner table anymore and like right. turns off the TV? You know, mm -hmm. I'm I'm just as bad. We sit in front of the TV all the time. Me. So I think that's that's really really good, and those are those again those are lifestyle habits. Those aren't even just you're not even just talking about nutrition habits. Those are okay. How are we going to format our meal for the evening so that way I don't feel like I'm going to be put in a situation where I'm going to do that. Yeah, you know, it's just like building these building these habits or you know reframeworking almost your day, and so a little task now becomes a really big task. And I will say I do do a lot of planning, not necessarily meal prepping, but planning where I cut up all my vegetables as soon as I buy them. I have them in baggies so that that whole Bernardi's first law thing is I can just stick my hand in there and grab that. I don't have to, oh, I got to cut up these strawberries now. And then they just get rotten and you throw them away. Right. So then right. you head for the crackers and cheese because they're easy and you're in a hurry. Um, they talked a lot about your GI tract and how that will boost your metabolism. So that whole eating mindfully and putting your utensils down and really chewing your food, believe it or not, that's your first step in digestion and that boosts your metabolism. Um, and you actually feel fuller sooner. So then you, therefore you eat less. Yeah. Um, so that's a big thing. GI, 
health is a huge thing. Yeah. Gut health. health. Gut health. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how many of us feel bloated after every meal you yeah. eat? Like that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I don't feel, feel like that anymore than I used to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are just those little things that make all the world. That's almost more beneficial to me than losing weight. Like yeah. if I just feel good, good after eating, yeah. I'm like, oh my god. And the weight will come. The yeah. weight will come off. It will happen. Yeah. And you have to trust the system it's not going to happen yeah. we hear it all the time you got to trust the process yeah. and we know we say this stuff time and time again and it gets monotonous and it gets boring and it gets hard but it's like it'll happen it will happen you yeah. just have to give it time yeah and it's not going to happen in a month or two months maybe even three months but eventually it will last year in november we went to florida over thanksgiving and there's pictures of matt and i and i'm in my bathing suit i don't look terrible but I definitely don't have any muscle definition in my abs in particular or my legs. Um, and this year when I was, you know, we're going in December and I was trying my bathing suits and I was like, okay, like. Yeah, right. And like how much better of a vacation are you going to have? Because yeah. you're like, I look good. I feel good. We're going to play good. Yeah. We're going to win. Right. Like, that's right. it. Right. Um, but I'm not saying you can't live and it's all about balance and that's part of it too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that is probably the big ticket item of like why – People should look at it that way of knowing that it's, it's, we want this to be not a diet, but like a lifestyle, yeah. something that's going to be sustainable, sustainable for you. You know, we want people to have fun. We want you to live your life. We want you to have, go out and be able to have cocktails on the weekends with your friends. Like that's, you know, those things are valuable and having those experiences are important. Um, so it's just, you know, how can we revolve our day to make those things better? You know? And everybody here at our gym, we are all pretty like-minded mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that is a good support system right right um and so if you don't have it at home which i don't really and i don't care uh but i have it here mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. and that's all i really need yeah and you i gotta have find, it for myself and yep. that's all i really need so. yeah and you gotta find it for yourself and yeah. so if you don't have that we're here for you yeah Coach and Jackson. this is something you can control there's a lot of things in life you can't control but this is one thing you yourself has control over nobody oh. else Boom. Boom. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, Jesse. All right. Well, hey, this has been great. Um, if you guys want to learn more, I'm going to drop a link uh, in the description for our nutrition. Um, we do free consultations um, where you can sit down and talk to Jesse a little bit more. Yeah, we can talk for hours. <laughs> I was going to say, is there anything else you want to add, Jess? Um, just whole minimally processed foods and veggies, 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 color of the rainbow. <laughs> You've heard it here, folks. All right, guys. Well, hey, we'll catch up with you guys next month with our next guest. Thank you, Jesse. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned next month for our next episode where we'll be talking to another member of our CrossFit 4185 community. If you want to learn more about CrossFit 4185, Follow the link in our bio to check out our website and social media pages. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.